0: Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Night Court. Uh, after Game Four, before Game Five, we are still in Los Angeles, getting set to head back to Memphis here later this morning. I'm Rob Fisher. Brevin Knight is alongside. This is Night Court. You can catch us on Twitter at Night Court Twenty Two, also at the Fish Nation and at Brevin Knight Twenty Two. Brevin, good morning. How are you?
1: Good morning, Roberto. I'm, I'm good. I feel good. I got good. good. Good night's sleep, and uh, I'm. I'm Fully ready, though, to get back to the central time zone.
0: Yes, no doubt about it. Uh, we, we, need, we need to recap game four. Tough overtime loss for the Grizzlies, who now go down three games to one in this best-of-seven series with the Los Angeles Lakers. And Brevin, I told you that the officials were going to cost them a game. <laughs> I said it before the series. The officials? Now, what I said before the series was there was going to be a night. We were going to be angry with the officials. And there was going to be a night that LeBron was going to be LeBron. And boy, did we get both
1: of them in the same night. <laughs> boy, oh boy, oh boy, did we. We, we got uh, what, we, what we say. You, you expect when you're playing against uh, this team that they're, they're going to be marginal calls. You, you, and you expect it. But regardless of that, the Grizzlies still had ample opportunities to win the basketball game. And, and uh, the things that they could control They didn't do a good enough job of to put themselves in a position to win the game. And we saw, listen, the last episode we said maybe LeBron James is getting to that point where he can't do it all the time. Well, he didn't do it the entire game, but he did it when it counted. And and when it counted, he came up with basket after basket after basket. Uh, And and we saw why he, as I said last night, in a lot of people's minds, is the greatest player to ever play the game. And it's an argument that I tell people I never get involved in because you can argue enough great points for him, enough great points for Michael Jordan. I say enough great points for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar with what his accomplishments were throughout basketball. Um, and so it, it's, it, was, uh, it, it was sad to see the team lose, but it was just another notch in his cap to, to be able to pull out a 2020 game uh, and a big, big, uh, swing game in this series.
0: We talked about it before Game 4. And went down the list of what guys need to be better. And, and said things like, well, Jaron's not going to have that bad of a game. And, and he didn't have that bad of a game. Right. Uh, we were like, Tyus isn't going to miss every shot. Tyus is going to hit those shots. Desmond's not going to miss all those shots. He's going to knock down those shots. Uh, we went up and down the list uh, and, and talked about every guy kind of being due. And... But I think we end game four and go into game five and still kind of feel like, hmm, if we could just get more or or get what we've come to learn to get from certain individuals.
1: The norms. Uh, yes. that's, that's what you expect from, from guys. And, and, and there are – and I say sometimes you, the expectations of you as a player are, are a burden to you also because even when you have – double double games like Jaron Jackson Jr. had with the fifteen and fourteen, you still sit there and say, well we needed more in order for this team to win, which are more the physicality, the physicality of the game has to still step up another notch and realize that shots on the interior for him when he goes, you're gonna have to play through contact and you're gonna have to finish with aggressive finishes at the basket. There there aren't gonna be the bailout whistles. Those things aren't gonna happen. And so you that for this team, they need for him to be exceptional because they are down the players. If, if you had Steven Adams, if they had Brandon Clark, then a Jaron Jackson, junior 15 and 14 game, you're probably look, we're probably sitting here and saying, Man, that's a great game. Mm-hmm. But they won, and look at this monster game, but because they don't have the players that they have, you're not getting a production from the others that you would like to have. Then that just puts a little bit more on the shoulders of the guys that have the capabilities of doing more. And so with that, yes, More is going to be expected uh, from Jaren, from Ja, from Desmond, than the other guys on the team because of their talent. Uh, And so they just, like you said, they're they're going to have to play better. But Tyus Jones is going to have to play better. I think the bench, in general, will be better when Tyus is better, because he is still the leader of that. And even when he mixes in with the starters, it is still he that controls it. And I just, I think the the Los Angeles Lakers ball pressure has really hampered the Grizzlies' offense in, in terms of, we are so accustomed to the take the ball out of bounds, outlet the ball beyond the free throw line, almost up to the three-point line extended, and they're going. They can't do that against this Lakers team because Vanderbilt and Schroeder are up the floor, but below the free throw line, defending every single time. And so they're gonna have to figure out a way to alleviate that pressure, Still play with some tight pace.
0: Uh, for the Grizzlies, uh, let's see, I wanna, I wanna look at these guys. All right, uh, Dez, Dez, three of 12 from three. I, I again, I just keep thinking, ah, it's, it'll come, he'll it, it, be fine. It, I mean, he scored 36. And great um, looks
1: too in the, at the end of the game and in overtime. And I, I think maybe a little bit of fatigue started to settle in yeah. uh, for him.
0: Ja Morant, uh, he had a rough night shooting, 8 of 24 for Ja. 19 points, 7 assists uh, for Ja in the losing effort. Had the huge pass, couple of great passes. Uh, one huge one at the end of regulation for the Grizzlies to take the lead with 6 seconds left.
1: Yeah, n- no, no, uh, there's, there's no negative to it. You love how aggressive he plays. Mm-hmm. The one thing I think for him and, and for all of guards, you saw Desmond Bain get it, is that mid-range jump shot is going to be what's open for guards in this series. Mm-hmm. Because Anthony Davis and LeBron James, when he's on the back line defensively, they are selling out to just stopping at the front of the rim. Yeah. And so and when you're selling out to just stopping at the front of the rim, that means you're leaving a gap in, the, in your defense that's open. And we saw Dez be able to knock down mid-range jump shots, Well look for Dylan Brooks to continue to get to that area of the floor time and time again. Because he, that is where he is effective in terms of being able to make shots. And when Ja comes off of screens, don't take the extra step or dribble to get to the top of the re- defensive restricted area every time the score. Sometimes it's just right below the free throw line. That is where you have to jump up and make some shots. And, and so I think it's, it, the playoffs are all about adjustments, watching and seeing how they're defending. and And – those, I think, those areas, and I know it's not the the, uh, uh, popular shot, but it's also the least defended area on the floor. And Right now, their defense at the front of the rim has been stellar. Uh, the Grizzlies bench, game one, not impactful,
0: 24 points. Uh, game two, an impactful, 24 points. It was the other little winning plays uh, that they made. Game three, not impactful. Uh, again, a lot of big minus numbers for the for the guys on the bench. No one really went large. Uh, it, well, large, double digits. Uh, Roddy got nine. Uh, had a nice little stretch. But other than that, it, it just wasn't. Uh, it, and it goes back to what you were saying. If Tyus is better, the bench will be better.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's again, it's, it's it's because you can do it, mm-hmm. and, and it's it's what the team expects. Um, and 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 for him to. Number one, deal with the pressure of Schroeder up the floor. You're going to have to do a better job of either beating him off the dribble, and then when you beat him off the dribble, continue to go towards the basket, or beat him off the dribble to enough that, you, that there is still time on the shot clock. Because what the other thing that is happening with their offense is they're playing a lot of late shot clock basketball because that time that they're taking in the backcourt to get the ball up the floor. So if he can do that, where they can move the ball a little bit better, give them more options, That's what will allow Luke Kennard to be a better part of the game. And and I would expect in game five for uh, Taylor Jenkins to throw everything at at the Los Angeles Lakers, which is some unconventional lineups, guys playing more minutes, uh, but, I, but I would expect for Luke to be one guy, but when you're playing with Luke Kennard on the floor and why he's been successful and when he has been is because there's been movement on the offense. Mm-hmm. They can't play the, the just high screen and roll. Everybody standing and watch and think that he's going to be effective in that type of basketball. The, the Lakers are too long and they're too good in their defensive schemes to know what they're who they're trying to take away and how they're going to do it. So. In playing him, I think the motion side of the offense has to be there, and, and, and I think that that'll create some opportunities. The crowd will help, uh, but, but they, they'll have, they have to make, they have to go into game five, making some adjustments, doing things a little bit differently on the offensive end to help generate offense.
0: One of the disappointing things about the loss, uh, other than you had the lead with six seconds left <laughs> you, and you came back and you take it to overtime and, and you, you, you can't finish it off. Um, did a good job on
1: Anthony Davis. Great job. Yeah, great job. I, I I thought there they were physical with Anthony Davis. I thought on that end of the floor, a lot better job of, of being physical with him. Uh, to start the game and then throughout the body of the game, I, I thought that that was good. and. Uh, and because of that, you saw a lot of short shots from him. Um, you didn't see those aggressive bull to the basket moves that we saw in game three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, just unfortunate that D'Angelo Russell hit the shots that he hit. I don't know what his numbers were. but Finished with that,
0: 17, and nine in nine, the fourth
1: quarter. Those three threes in a row were huge, and, and, and the three threes were, there were, I would probably say, five defensive mishaps that happened in the game that were, very crucial, um, and the couple happened when the D'Angelo Russell, got the threes that he was able to get, and and that's why I say in when you get to the playoffs. And during the regular season, those plays would have happened of like whatever, because you would have been able to make up for it in some way. Sure. In the playoffs, those those possessions are crucial, and so uh, I think the, the Grizzlies, to go along with execution, and all of that, just the attention to detail where you're supposed to be at what time and being there on time contesting the shot boxing out getting the rebound all of those fundamental things that we've kind of acted like is no longer a part of basketball mm-hmm. they come into play when you're trying to win playoff series
0: uh that Austin Reeves is he's a good player he's a
1: good basketball player he'll yeah, yeah. get under your skin but mm. the thing is he has results and 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 he's been the other the, the thing the other thing that leaders, do a good job of is they make up everyone around them feel like they're important on the team. Sure, Jared Vanderbilt take threes in the game and knock down threes. In the first half, Jared Vanderbilt had 15 points or so. Mm-hmm. If to start the game, he had their first seven points. Then you have Austin Reeves in big time situations. He makes the, the the move on the wing to get to the basket for the layup. He made the big shot in Memphis off of the the dribble bump in the lane. So he ran down and said, "I'm him." All like. And so this this team is playing really good basketball. They are having other guys step up and make plays when they need to make plays. And that's that's the only thing you need from the Grizzlies bench is not the amount of points, but it's the timeliness of the playmaking that they need.
0: So now you're down 3-1, heading back home for game number five. Uh, The only mindset you can have is let's go get one at home period, and then, then you go from there. Uh, and if you get one from home, then you're right back to where you were going into game four. Hey, we gotta win one on the road.
1: Right, and the thing is, they should feel, they still should, they should feel bad that they did not win game four, but you shouldn't feel down that you, sh- you can't beat the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. You, see, you understand what I'm saying? Like, you should be upset that you didn't win the game because you missed a, a grand opportunity to, make, to regain home court advantage. But you didn't, there's nothing in, in the way that they think that is something that should make them be able to...
0: So, here's what just happened. If we sound different, we just got kicked out of our studio where we were.
1: <laughs> we were caught on, on video. We were caught
0: on film in a room what? that we shouldn't have been in. So now we're outside and I don't know what we were talking about. Just, something about uh, the Grizzlies still uh, feeling good about themselves.
1: Yeah, we were talking about <laughs> talking about them going back to, to, to Memphis down 3-1 and, and their feelings, and, and, I, and I was saying that I think that they should still feel <clears throat> confident that they can beat the Los Angeles Lakers. They, they have to clean up uh, a, a areas on the defensive side. But on the offensive end, they're going to have to find more ways to involve more guys on that end, create better opportunities. But guys are going to have to make shots. They're going to have to create some opportunities themselves. And they're going to have to be the aggressor. It will be nice. That's going to be nice to have the home crowd. Mm-hmm. They've relied upon that home, this home crowd the entire year. So uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not down on the fact that they're down 3-1 and wars me, is over. You, you are down that you missed a grand opportunity yes. to be able to tie up this series and get home court advantage back yeah but i i yeah and, and i think you know you hear it it's
0: so cliche it's coach speak it's the one game at a time mentality but that's really all you can do uh, at this point it's hey we got a home game let's win this home game then when you get to game six it's hey we gotta win one on the road let's go win one on the road then you get to game seven and it's, hey, it's game seven anything can happen so um that's just really that's the reality of how you have to deal with it now as a player mentally for a player I think it's very difficult to to even focus it's I would imagine it's hard to comprehend what I'm about to put myself through I'm down 3-0 without consciously thinking about it 3-1 where 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 are we when it's 3-1 mentally well I think I think is is
1: it important for to start well or well it's important to start well but I think it's it's, it also would be what are the circumstances are you 3-1 going on the road are you 3-1 going home where this team is 3-1 going home where you had the best home record in in the NBA Mm -hmm. so I think the feeling should be missed opportunity didn't play well in game three to start the game got a better rhythm throughout the body of the game game four put yourself in the, in the perfect spot to win the game. Lost the game to the, one of the best players to ever play the game. Yeah. Game five, we're back at home. Let's reestablish the rhythm that we had after game two to be ready to go into game six. But you can't go into game, if you go into game five, any way, shape or form, thinking, oh, well, I don't know, then you're not gonna win game five. And I, So I, I would expect for this team to be able to dig down deep enough within themselves to say, that we have an advantage to win at home. Mm-hmm. We go home and play the way they played all year. Um,
0: adjustments, I ask every game. Keys, what, if you had to look at
1: two things that are crucial in game five. Number one, on the defensive side, the, cruci- the, 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 the crucial thing is executing the game plan, every possession, mm-hmm. all five guys not four guys not three guys not my bad you don't have the room to have many my bads on the defensive end right? right you have you have to be you have to know exactly where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there physical enough to box out all five guys rebound and then run that's what to me the, the that's the only thing that they had to do on defense because again I, I thought they it's good you you, you still gave up. 100. What did we give up today? Yes, 117. You yeah. scored 111. That's an overtime. And, and that's an overtime basketball game. They scored 13 points in overtime. Yeah. So you're in regulation, you hold them to 104. And so, uh, so again, defensively, I don't, I don't think they're, they're not bad defensively. Yes, you can clean up a couple of things that help you be better. But you gave up 104 points. Yeah. That is amazing in today's game. The problem I, is on the offensive side, where I think they have to do a better job up the beam, able to get the ball into the offense sooner so that you don't have to play against a 24 second shot clock at the end of it, and they have to have more motion on the offensive yeah, end. I feel good, I feel
0: good, because I, I, I just think there's just so much more that could go right. <laughs> yes. For this team. Yes. And, and you're that close with a lot of things not going right. So I feel fine. Uh, and again, it's just about getting the one. You get the one, come
1: back out here to L.A. and well, see what happens. There, we went into the series with a small margin for of error. Yeah. Because of, because of the injuries to major players. Yeah. Then you had John Morant with the hand situation. So now that still plays, when he goes to the basket, you're always worrying about what may happen. Um, and, and so now it just means that that margin for error is still there. Yeah. But even with that, they've still been able to be in basketball games. And so that's- Right there on the brink, yeah. It's, it's, it's the way that they it's the way that I, I believe that they have to look at the series, and as long as they stay positive, they stay together. Guys play their roles to the best of their abilities, uh, and continue to play together. Uh, then then I am banking that FedEx Forum gives them enough energy to make this a three two series. Yeah.
0: Um. Okay, I'll ask you what I asked you the other day. When when do we uh, when do we get concerned before the Milwaukee Bucks?
1: Right now, <laughs> I mean, right so, now. Which, who are we waiting for? Before you was before, I was like, well, you know, because Giannis is out. And well, what do you say now? Yeah, I mean, he may not be, he may not be at full strength, uh, but, but there's just there's something special about Jimmy Butler when he gets to this time of the year. He, he, he just he becomes a different player, mm-hmm. and that damn Eric Spoelstra. Yeah, man. He, I mean, you 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 lose Tyler Hero during the time, and then Duncan Robinson, who has just been locked up, thrown, the key has been thrown away on him. You figure out a way to get him going. And I'm gonna give Kyle Lowry a lot of credit for continuing to just muster up whatever he has within him to play through the knee pain that he has. And so they they, they have they have war veterans, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? They got war veterans. Yeah. And, and and that extends uh, to their coaching staff, to their bench. and. and uh, we underestimated. I did I'm gonna say it right I underestimated what they could do in any of these playoff games and boy oh boy it's been fun to watch when they played Atlanta was it Atlanta in the plan uh, on the eastern side did they they lost did they they were the seven eight yeah because yeah. 910 was Chicago.
0: Yeah, and they lost. They lost
1: they the 7-8. They, the they lost their home to Atlanta. That's right. That's how Atlanta
0: became 7. And I believe I believe when we talked about it, I said, "Well, they, I mean, I said all the right things. They got Spolstra. They got Jimmy Butler in the playoffs. I said those things. But then I said, but I don't think they are that anymore. <laughs> well, apparently they are. They are still that. And they can, uh, they can make it happen this time of year. Pretty impressive. Uh, what they have done i'm looking forward to sacramento golden state sacramento so close to being up 3-1 mm. uh now that series 2-2 and now sacramento has that pressure of having to win at home uh, where they've been so good so uh, we'll see what happens there Uh um, wow, the knicks 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 very impressive what they've done to the cleveland cavaliers yeah 3-1 advantage there people in new york are going
1: crazy oh, do you know how long oh <laughs> You know how long the, the the New York Knicks fans have been waiting for this opportunity? And yeah. they thought and 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 what I what I like about it is they they thought that they were not gonna be any good because they missed out on Donovan Mitchell. Oh, right. we only got Jalen Brunson. Yeah. And a lot of the people that were basketball people were like enjoy Jalen Brunson. You don't realize how good he is. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, has he been good? Randall's been good. I mean, their team is good. and and they've been able to adapt to the way that they've been coached and play in that style but still be themselves and play basketball the way that they like to play i mean it's been it's been funny to watch how tips has installed that same fire that grittiness that defensive mindset but then they go on the offensive end and they have offensive freedom and that, that has been key for them this year. Yeah, it's
0: been fun to watch. Um, all right, I'm not gonna ask you about uh, the guys not speaking to the media. We can talk about that after the season. It's not yeah, a big deal. And, and we gotta go play them. basketball and win games.
1: Yeah, I mean the only thing I'll say about it is they just they just allow more outside distractions.
0: Yeah. For games. Sure
1: yep. That's that was that's the only thing you would have liked for them to not have done.
0: Yeah, go back it up. Let's go. Let's go get game five Yep, and uh, get right back out here to Los Angeles. I'd be fine with that as well. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Night Court. As we recap game four, get you set for game five. It'll be Wednesday night, Brevin. It starts at 630. It's a
1: 630
0: game. 630 game, yes. Six o'clock pregame show on Ballet Sports Southeast. 630 okay. game. 630 game. Yes. All right, good. Now that we're square. Uh, that, that'll do it for us. Don't forget to catch us on Twitter at Nightcourt22, at Night 22 and at The Fish Nation. Tell your friends to tune in. We will talk to you again after Game 5, and hopefully it will be right here in Los Angeles that we'll be talking about Game 6. For BK, I'm Fish. This has been Nightcourt. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you again real soon. Peace.